If you hate anxiety as much as I do, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the I Hate Anxiety podcast and your host, Larry Quicksall. Larry is a mental health therapist who has spent the past 30 years helping people improve the quality of their lives. And today, he wants to help you get rid of the anxiety in your life. So without any further ado, here's Larry. Hi, everyone. And thanks for joining me for the I Hate Anxiety podcast, brought to you by Crossroads Innovative Trainings at citrainings.com. Today, I want to talk about white-knuckling it. Now, what do I mean when I say white-knuckling it? If right now you make a strong, hard fist with your hand, and you just make it real, real tight, the skin along the top of the knuckle sometimes will lighten up because of the pressure causing white knuckles and that's basically what the uh, the idea of a white knuckle is you have a lot of tension in your hand you have it balled up for a fight and in anxiety that's what a lot of people do if they're going into a situation either because they choose to or because they have to They go into it with, in essence, their fist balled up. They have themselves ready for the fight because they believe uh, that, that this is a dangerous situation. And while we may do that thinking it's going to be helpful to us to get through this anxiety, in the long run, it's not very helpful. And I'd just like to explain why in today's podcast. This reminds me of a gentleman that I worked with some time ago. He had post-traumatic stress disorder, and a a big issue for him was crowds. Uh, Didn't matter the type of people in the crowd, he had problem with crowds. Now he had a family, and he wanted to take them to a particular location. Uh, For confidentiality, I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. It was... It was in a, in a large building, uh, and uh, a lot of times people go there on weekends. So he decided to take his family on a weekday when it wouldn't be so crowded. Pulled the kids out of school so they could, you know, do it during this time. And so he had himself prepped, and he went in. And as they start going through... Uh, the building, he notices uh, a bit of a commotion and looks back towards the entrance (laughs) and four or five school buses pulled up because that school decided to take a field trip to this same location. And as the kids started flooding in, the anxiety started flooding into him. And not wanting to Uh, ruin the activity for the family members he found a corner which was out of the way and he told his wife that he would be there and for her to take the kids through and he sat there in the corner fists were balled up white knuckled as he endured the distress of several hundred kids and all their loud tone going through the activity 
Well, he made it through. He didn't leave the building. He waited till his family was done. And then they left. But what was the result? What was the impact on him? Well, in essence, it re-traumatized him. And a lot of progress had to be, you know, reworked. Because going through a white-knuckle experience uh, was, in essence, it, it the beliefs that he had that it was still a dangerous place and the only way to do it safely was when there were few people, that worked against him in this situation. You see, you may go through the experience and you think of it as, in essence, your own version of, of doing some exposure therapy. But that only works if you change the belief that you have about the situation. See, he still believed that crowds were dangerous. He believed that a crowd of kids was also dangerous. And until that belief changes... I don't think you have very good success going into that circumstance. It can happen. You can change a belief in the middle of it. But when people have anxiety disorders and they have that flood of adrenaline hit them and they have the pattern of the negative, inaccurate thoughts about it, then that just reinforces it. Their interpretation is wrong about the the crowd, about the danger. So when somebody wants to, or if we're at that place in therapy where they're wanting to do some exposure work, we have to make sure they have the right belief first. And we work on that in therapy. We also have to get them... um, I, I like having people have a coach that goes with them to help them if they start getting stuck during the experience. So, for example, maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's an old enough child uh, to help guide them with it. Maybe it's a friend, a buddy, a co-worker, somebody that they trust that understands what the plan is and can help reinforce that. I also have people, if they're going to do this, have some things along with them that will help with some of the physical anxiety symptoms. A cold drink, you know, bringing a water bottle along, you know, into a a location where you you can refresh your mouth and get something cold in you. Maybe bringing a fan, uh, or something that you can fan yourself with. Wear clothes in layers, so if you start getting hot, you can take off a layer um, and, and cool off that away. But the idea is you need to go in with a good thorough plan of how you're going to reinforce the positive, accurate beliefs about the situation when your mind out of pattern is going to go to the negative. So white knuckling it may seem like a good idea at first, but generally it works against you in the end. This brings us to the end of today's podcast. I hope you found some golden nuggets that you can use to make your life better. The I Hate Anxiety podcast is for educational purposes only. And while I am a therapist, 
This podcast is not counseling or therapy. If you need either counseling or therapy, please seek out the services of a licensed professional in your area. And if you are in crisis, call the Crisis Call Center at 1-800-273-8255 or dial 911 or go to your local emergency room.